Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for our Married at First Sight recap. I already have a hot topic right off the bat. We have to cover the spoiler. Ellie will put links on what to skip if you don't want any spoilers, but this was such a fucking gem. I have no idea how this individual got this footage, but thank you for linking us. Okay, so this is from Miss Stark, Queen of the North, at Misery23. Great, great clip. Somehow I haven't seen it. It came out hours before. We have to set the stage. I was already in bed. You were doing your nightly routine. Yes. I think you yelled, oh my God, Leon. I was like, what? But you did it like three times. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, some some shit went down. Because it did go down. And you said it's it's too good not to tell you. Yes, because you won't watch any spoiler at all. You never want to see anything. And I we already spoiled. We mm. know this couple doesn't make it. True. I mean, everyone, I mean, you figured it from the jump that I don't think they make it past week two. That's what you said. That's my prediction, and I definitely right. stand by it. So, like, is it spoiling something for you? Probably not. Now, I don't like to read spoilers because I also try to have a different approach to the pod, whereas... Ellie's probably more of what the rest of the community where you're very in tune with what's going on. You're on Reddit. You know the latest goss. Whereas me, I look like an idiot. And I'm just like, oh, really? See, my mindset is I try to make my mindset more fresh from what I saw on the show without background information. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This is via Maths Fan on Instagram, though I know this came out in a commercial during After Party, I believe, as well. I can't make too much of the scene, but long story short, Clint and Dom are kissing in front of the other cast members. You know what's interesting, though? They don't ever show... They show the closest possible version of a kiss without being a kiss. But did you notice the setting? It's like a get together. It's a get together, but now I'm wondering if I made this up. The background, from what I remember, is axe throwing. So they are at a group event. You have a prediction that this is some truth or dare shit. I do think it's a game. Something prompted this. Are you ever like, hey, married friend, kiss that other married friend? No, there's no scenario that that comes up. Especially if you're married? Yes. And so I just feel like this was a truth or dare or a spin the bottle or just some weird game that we are all too old to be playing with a group of married people. Too much. It's it's nothing natural. Do you think this is what basically ends Mac and Dom? Okay, that's where my other part comes in. Is this even during this season or is this... At that kind of like after the show, they always have where are they now? Is it there? That's what I thought when it when you showed me. See, I thought this was a oh, we're all getting back together. And oh, my God, because the way people reacted, it was almost like a storyline of someone's together, but it's not who you think it is. And then Dom and Clint kiss. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you guys are together now, which I would still think is inappropriate. Is it? I don't know. Like, let's say you leave the show week two. Are you really that tied to that person? You are technically married to them. I don't know. But it is like a two-week relationship. A lot of the time, we compare 
individuals from different seasons and saying, oh, this person should have been matched with this person from a different yeah. season. But it's funny that we're possibly going to see it happen within individuals that were on the same season. Okay. It all, was, I'm going to weird. I'm saying it and Clint gives off more Dahmer vibes than Mac did. So mom should be more concerned than when she met Mac. I'm sticking with it. You're giving me the face. Those are more vibes. I should say, with I the, do not think Clint vibes, is a murderer. With the vibes mama bear put out, how would she react to 25, 26 year old Dom dating 40 something year old Clint? She's an old soul. She, that's apparently fine. I don't know. She wanted an older, mature man. But the kiss, going back to the kiss, I don't see any scenario where two married people need to be kissing. Let's say it's after the show. Is that still wrong? I don't think so because at that point, it would have already met decision day Mm -hmm. and they most likely both said no. So I would say you're free to do whatever you want. I'm just saying, not that it's right. I don't condone violence, but I would watch Mac and Clint throw down. We know who would win. I don't know. Clint for being 40, he's like, he's kind of in <laughs> shape. I, I don't know. But yeah, that was that was a spoiler. Pretty wild. Mind blowing. Something I, ne- I didn't even ever imagined at all. Second big item I want to talk about. And I'm wondering if I should save it for their section. Gina roasting the shit out of Clint. Should I just save it for that section? Let's let's save it. Okay, okay. We'll go a lot more mild and start with Chris and Nicole. It is the first day in Jamaica for everyone, and we get various scenes of all the couples waking up, brunching, and enjoying a nice slow morning. Not too much happened at the breakfast for Chris and Nicole. They talk about getting to know each other, being happy to get to know each other, and building a strong foundation. Their activity is rum tasting. I thought... This was so fucking cool. I would love to go rum tasting. I will join you, but not drink. I can't drink that much. I wish we got a little bit more of a time frame, but they said they were tasting six rums, I believe. Well, they tried one and they said six more to go. So I take okay. that as seven. Okay, seven. De- okay, now we are, we're, we're pretty weak. Like we're not... You can handle way more than I can. I can, but like, no, compared to folks that, that, you know, they turn up. No, I'm nowhere, (laughs) nowhere close to folks. But we would probably be hung over the entire time, passed out on bed. Like not much is happening if we took seven shots in a fairly short amount of time. Since it's tasting, I'm assuming that window is real small. I also feel like because it's, you know, all inclusive vacation, that good vibe. I think one pour looked light, but I would imagine these are some heavy pours. It would honestly be the ultimate test for my new husband. Are you taking care of me? Are you being attentive? Or are you like, well, I guess I'm going on our snorkeling adventure we were supposed to go on. Yeah, what if you both just end up extremely sick and just throws off the vibe of the vacation? You better muster up the strength to get me some Pedialyte. (laughs) Because that's the only thing that brings me back. That is true. It is a good test for for a new relationship. Not that you should put someone in that, but if you find yourself in that situation, right, much right. like traveling mm-hmm. together, how are you sick? Spoiler, Leon is definitely a man cold type of guy, and you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'll be like, I'm dying. Help me. <laughs> Save me. So we get to find out about old Nicole. 
she was selfish, liked to party a lot, was kind of more in your face. But when she hit 28, that was new Nicole. She had a whole growth journey. I think there's a little bit of old Nicole left. I think you're right. Maybe not as much the partying, but that the characteristics that she described of old Nicole, it kind of seems like they're, they're still there. And Nicole even warns Chris, like, I have these moments. Mm-hmm. How are you going to take them? And I, en- not enjoyed, but I like that Chris didn't back down and was like, I don't know if I'd be too, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. He states it very clearly that he's like, that's not, no, like, I'm not going to stand for that. I mean, fair warning. Yeah. I I can't imagine just someone getting riled up and then are you, are you going after them? But like, is it their fault? Are they not even a part of the reason you're angry, but you sort of lash out at the closest person? Like, I wouldn't get down with that either. I'm like, I was literally sitting here minding my own business and you're going through a temper tantrum and you're taking it out on me. He does say he doesn't know yet if it bothers him that Nicole is more aggressive. So he's not lying. He's not like, yeah, everything's great and sunshine and perfect and I don't mind. We'll just deal with it. He's just like, I don't know. We'll see. Is it maybe he's never dealt with someone with that personality or dated someone with that personality? I don't know. His exes sound pretty intense as well if they're willing to go on vacation with you and just call you names and put you down the whole time that's true god yeah you're right we're talking about what is it bonding and trauma (laughs) yeah so but see that that also didn't work out so what's going on here and it's correct he didn't stand for it too long (laughs) going back to that conversation at one point she asked oh does that bother you and she talks about I assume her hand gestures when she was getting kind of animated. She quickly picked up his body language of possibly not being down with that. Is this part of her overanalyzing? She constantly wants to know if like what she's doing is okay. Is she going to be accepted? Is she being annoying? She's she's always uh, scanning. Mm -hmm. She's always scanning. That's totally how I took it. I need to read Chris. I need to, I'm analyzing. I'm always analyzing. But yeah. I don't think Nicole would walk on eggshells, but it kind of gives that vibe. That's how I took it. She picked that out immediately, mid-conversation. Oh, does that bother you? I'll try to stop. Then they have a candlelight dinner together, and Chris just laying it on thick. Man, people really want to talk about the most serious shit on the honeymoon. Well, the first part he does is, let me move this candlestick. Like, I want to see you better. Ugh, adorable. He's, he's doing too much. Love it. He's doing too yes, much. Yes, look at me. Nicole quickly says, do you love me yet? That was... That, was she that, playing or was that real? We know it's real. But the way she... Okay. <laughs> she's trying to say it like she's playing so she can get like a little get out of jail free card. Like, I'm Is just, that scanning? Like, I'm no, just kidding. She wanted to see how he reacted to that. Did it scare the shit out of him? Or was he like, yeah. I just... I would never ask someone after a day and a half if they love me. Like... <laughs> No, I would not. He says not yet, but I can see it. It was a great save. I have to applaud Chris. That was pretty masterful. Yeah, it didn't scare him. He wasn't like, oh, hell no. They cheers with their drink. And Chris says to the most beautiful wife. I don't know. I think (laughs) one of, okay, slight prediction. Again, I think they're going to work out. I think in our, you know, early predictions, we, we picked them to both say yes. I wonder if one of them is going to get tired of 
not pretending, but sort of avoiding arguments or not being real with each other like that. Who do you think's not being real? I think I think it's a little of Chris. I really? think I think he will he will do everything he can to make this work or be agreeable, I think. I mean, we saw a little bit of that not happening in their in the next conversation. Yeah. But I feel like that is going to wear Nicole down. Like she's going to eventually say you just agree to everything I say. Like I need you to, you know, stand up for yourself. What did she say? She needs someone to put her in her place. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. But then I also, I don't know if Chris is going to do that. No, he's, I don't way, think, he's too nice. I don't think he's going to do. We move on to a very fun topic. Children. Are they the only couple that talked about children so far? I think so. But granted, they're ahead of like everyone and everything. So Chris wants kids, specifically two kids. He sees it. He wants it. This is how he wants his life to go. It sounded pretty direct to me. Very. He repeated that he wants two kids. I know that he wants two kids. Cut to Nicole. She says she never grew up wanting children, but she's open to them. She's not dying to have them, but she'll... They'll come across this conversation again in a year or two. These are things I feel like on the questionnaire, on a scale of one to 10, do you want to have kids? Chris says 10, Nicole's like five. And they're like, oh, they'll be fine. I think Nicole's at a two. No, right. But she probably put down a five. And oh. I'm like, no, you're really like a two or three. I'm like, maybe we shouldn't match these people up. This is a very big deal. They should... This topic alone, you should not be matched based on conflicting answers to this one question. She kind of tries to say, oh, you're leaving the ball in my court. And he's like, no, that's a decision we will make. Good for him. Because I I don't like that being only like she gets the say. I mean, she is a big part of it. Yeah, I know. I'm torn on that because, well, in some way, she kind of does get the say. You get the say, but, but... If you are wanting to make the relationship continue, should he have to fully concede his want of a child? No, I think that's something that if it's that important to you, that conversation needs to be very serious and very direct. You need to tell me if you don't want to have kids because that is that is a very big deal to me. And if you don't like we need to move on. Yes. And so... Her saying, oh, it's all the balls in my court, right? No, because this is the way he speaks of it and how confident he is in this. This is a deal breaker for him. So if you already know you don't want kids, but you say, we'll revisit this in two years. And then in two years, you say, oh, no, I never wanted children. You can't do that to someone. Right. That could have been two years that he could have possibly found a partner. Yes. That partner could have maybe been head over heels over Chris, wanted to have kids. It could have been in this process already. Yeah. I did enjoy the the deep conversations because I think the couples that have worked out, they don't tiptoe around the tough conversations. No. And I think a lot of our other couples are very surface level still, which I mean, that's not bad. What are we four days in? <laughs> so it's fine. But I mean, they're really seeing if this is their person. So Eris and Jasmine, I'm trying to give him a little grace because like, was he was he saucy like this whole trip so far? If he is, I don't blame him. You're on your honeymoon. Yeah, You're on have a, a vacation. Good time. 
I wouldn't care if you're lit the whole fucking time. <laughs> but man, this dude, some of it, some of his antics, man. It's a little we, much. Can we stop bringing up the bacon thing? Eris and I wouldn't get along. No? I'll fucking eat bacon every day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, every, you would. Every fucking day. Two meals a day. He's trying to save some pigs, he said. So they have breakfast together with mimosas, bacon again, which Eris points out and then questions her bacon habits. I don't know. You had bacon yesterday. You had bacon the day before. Do you have bacon every day? Somebody mentioned on Twitter, we do need to find out only because it's it's getting a little annoying without knowing the root. Like if someone just keeps making fun of me for eating bacon, but I don't know if it's like uh, a vegetarian thing or like a religious thing. Like oh. now, now, you're, now you're just being annoying. Like I don't know why you don't eat bacon. I guess that is interesting that at least they haven't shown them they, have their com- have that conversation. So during breakfast, they talk about their previous relationship. Eris talks about how it essentially was 80% his fault, it sounds like. He would talk about maybe if I met them at a later time, maybe if I was more mature, about how he would basically just end the relationship over the most minute things. Okay, one, I appreciate that he took responsibility. I like that. But saying I wish I'd met him at a later time, like, you're 40 now. You never, you've never changed. Let's pretend you were dating someone at 28. You haven't changed from 28 to 39. So what do you mean if I met them later? Do you mean later, like right now that you're on maps would have been the right time to meet them because you've been a playboy this entire time. Yeah. After he settles down, <laughs> whatever that is at like 50, 60, something like that. Jasmine then talks about her relationships and how she was always the one to walk away. She talks about how her schedule played a big role in that and how she is a workaholic. Now, Eris goes on and it is my love language. Talks about how he'll help her. He'll get her food. He'll walk the dogs. Whatever she needs, he will try to support. He will help take care of her mom and go to the hospital with her and keep everyone company. Wow. See, that's... Acts of service is like me and Leon did our love languages quiz and it's like 90% acts of service for me. So that is speaking my language. Now, is he all talk? Maybe (laughs) we'll see. It sounded really good, but you're right. I need more time. I need actions. I need more life to be lived between them to really see what you will do. Fully agree. I need to see it. The acts of service part is also the the action of doing it. You can say you're going to do it, but if you don't, that's a letdown. So far, I've seen a multiple scenes of you asking her to feed you. <laughs> yes. So that's but, a thing but I with haven't him. I haven't watched you feed her. No, and that's kind of odd, right? Because if you're going to feed someone, don't they offer to feed you something? Like, "Oh, do you want any of this?" No, he just goes, "Thank you." <laughs> He legit took like half this girl's lobster. I was like, what the fuck? Someone on Twitter, I believe it was today, talked about how Eris made Jasmine reach all the way over the table to feed him the lobster. He did not even meet her halfway. And you know I love to read into stuff. So yeah, didn't even meet her halfway in this relationship? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This is some deep cut foreshadowing that you're trying to pull right now. (laughs) I'm always doing it. Always. 
So Jasmine says that maybe she had one too many mimosas, but they're going snorkeling now. Love it. Love it. You're on vacation. Let's go. Live that vacation life. Such that she is so distracted by how good her husband looks. So she's already feeling it. There is physical attraction. Oddly enough, I I don't think they've had sex. No, 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 no. Though I did think it was very sweet that she kept checking on Eris because his mask didn't fit really well because of his beard. And so he kept having to stop and kind of readjust. And she would always ask if he was okay. That's very sweet. That is a bummer. If anyone's ever gone snorkeling, like getting water in the mask is just, oh, yeah. it's super annoying. Salt water. Yeah, salt water. So the infamous scene of the feeding of lobster was that night at dinner. Right after that, saucy Eris comes in, comes in strong, out of nowhere says, so what's your favorite sexual position? She was taken aback as I would be as well. She's like, excuse me, sir? <laughs> She pled the fifth, and I don't blame her. For being so caught off guard, I think she took the situation really well. She did. She did do good. He takes it a step further. He asks, what's your favorite color? One, can you ask me that before you even ask about sex? Can you find out what my favorite color is? Do you know my middle name? All right. Eris got me here because... He said, okay, we'll step it down a notch. And I figured, okay, we're going to get some, a little bit more standard conversation. Mind you, they've probably already done like constant quizzing on the plane, like in the room. Like, I mean, you don't know this person. There's so many questions you could ask them. They might've asked all the questions in the tank, but I just assumed he was going to keep it light. (laughs) You thought too much of it. (laughs) Saucy heiress has no... You cannot put him in a box. So then Jasmine says her favorite color is lavender, which then Eris says, you know, in my experience, you know, years of experience, uh, a woman whose favorite color is lavender is downward facing dog. (laughs) I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I was cracking up, but think about being in that situation. I wouldn't know what to say. I would probably also just crack up and be so red and be like, what are you doing? You should have just said, that's nice. Yeah, I, I think Eris was feeling it just a little bit. She should have like one up him and been like, oh, I know your favorite color is red. That's the color of guys that get none. That's deep. <laughs> that's deep. You got to one up people like that. You got to like put them in their spot. Play the game. I, I didn't think that's where you were going. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, your favorite color is red. You know what? You're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Though equally as good. (laughs) Eris says that he's never been a sex mentor, but he will add that to his resume. I don't think Jasmine's been without sex. I'm pretty sure she's a seasoned adult. I I don't think she needs a mentor. And also, you're making yourself sound way old. It kind of is. And she's fine. She has handled herself. She has had past relationships. I don't think you should assume you need to teach her things. When Jasmine says that she's just more modest and she's not the best at expressing what she likes and what she wants in that regard, Eris says, it's giving class. It needs to give whore. Sir. (laughs) Sir. How many ways can this woman tell you to stop talking about sex? Sir, this is your wife. What are you doing? Sir, the daughter of a pastor, a pastor you just had brunch with. I am clutching my pearls. 
I was cracking up during this entire scene. He just could not let it go. The next day, Eris and Jasmine go to play Frisbee. It is windy as hell and they decide to play on the edge of a cliff. After a couple throws back and forth and discussing that Jasmine is left-handed, which don't ask me about sex if you don't know I'm left-handed. Like, if you don't even know this basic fact about me, why was sex already discussed in that great detail? So is it... What hand do you use? Color <laughs> sex or like? Yeah, it, for me personally. Noted. Figure out. Noted. Yeah. What is it for you? Oh, no. Sex I... left handed. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. It wouldn't, sex wouldn't be that early. After they're done throwing the frisbee a couple of times, they go look out into the ocean. You know, production was like, go throw those fucking frisbees. Oh, I know. Do you <laughs> go, see? Go talk and. Throw this fucking frisbee around. Eris wasn't like, you know what sounds dope today? Playing frisbee. No. Jasmine says that she feels the stars have aligned for them. For them to fit into each other's lives. You know, this sounds great, but I just, I have a, I have a hard time thinking this is going to work. I, I know. They look cute and I think there's like they, they, they a decent fine. attraction. They look fine. I think they're doing way better than... Oh, Shaq yes. and oh, yes. Kirsten. I have a lot of issues there. So I'm not discounting it. Just saucy airs threw me off. <laughs> it wasn't just you. Jasmine was right there with you. Jasmine opens up about being in love in her last relationship. And this is where Eris reveals that he has never been in love. He describes love as sort of how you love a friend or a family member. You're willing to help them with what they need, go help when their car breaks down, but it's not giggly, butterfly, romantic love. When Eris mentioned this, I immediately went to other individuals we've seen on this show that mentioned they've also not been in love. Sometimes it's someone in their 20s. Sometimes it's someone in their like early 30s. Was that Nate last season? Wasn't yeah, he also one? Correct. Okay. Correct. And I think, you know, Nate was like 32, 33. But it's almost like as you get older and, you know, maybe it's just, you know, luck or just it wasn't ever the right person or what have you. But it is hard to imagine that you have dated people and not felt love. And maybe, I mean, in Eris's case, it sounds like I don't think he's probably ever dated someone for too long. So, like, no. maybe, maybe that it wasn't even the right amount of time to even fall in love. Yeah, like maybe that wasn't even pressure that was put on or he had never even got to that level because they did something that annoyed him, you know, because he said minute things that he would just move on. So a really good question was asked, do you need to be in love to say yes on decision day? I don't think so. I think the there needs to be more good moments than bad. Yes, but I then, agree. But then there has to be a vision of, you know, I've had incredible moments with this person. I would I would want to experience more. Yes. I don't think you need to be in love to say yes. Love is such a big thing. And it's hard to, I think, develop it in eight weeks. So I just think exactly what you said. You had a good time. You enjoy this person. You want to enjoy more of your life together with this person. We say that, but I feel like on the show, there's this pressure to say the words. Like, if you don't say them, it's just going to be a no. And some people even said, like, if I don't hear those words, it's going to be a no for me on decision day. Yeah. Eight weeks. 
wild. So Jasmine is taken aback when she finds out that Eris has never been in love. And I agree. She is worried that, does he just go through the motions? Could he possibly not fall in love with, with me either? All valid questions. Cannot blame her. It was actually interesting the amount that it took her back. Like, Yeah, she was like, very worried. It was a almost an uncomfortable amount of time. Yeah. Then we have breakfast with Dom and Mac. I'm going to say it right off the bat, I get vibes that they did it night one. I can see that. Not that it's a bad thing or that it's even any of our business, but I'm just saying, like, they're already really flirty and touchy and they were making out night one. I can see it. Nothing wrong with it. You do you. I just like to point it out. <laughs> I'm just curious to find out who's lying, you know, in the They future. are lying. Right. Like, who, who's going to be that couple that lied? They have mimosas with breakfast. Dom says it's never too early to drink on your honeymoon. Agreed. Although, she, why did she say that kind of nervous, though? She said that and looked at Mac like, right? <laughs> like, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if an old soul would say that. <laughs> an old soul would just drink whatever the fuck they want. That's drink. actually a very valid point. They're not asking anyone. <laughs> they do say that cuddles happened. Yeah, some of the way... I feel like they were stopping themselves on certain, they just didn't, they weren't ready to admit that they had sex. Yet. No. And that's fine. I would also not, well, I'm kind of a prude, so I would not be the first at all, but I wouldn't tell anyone either. So I absolutely hate the fact that I know Mac is such a breast man. I hate that I know that. I hate that he can't stop saying it. You know how we're giving shit to Eris and he's like, never been in love. And he always leaves at the first read. This is, I would end it. I can't keep hearing you say this. You're too immature. The fact that he can't say, like, he has to catch himself because your wife has a lot more qualities than her breast size. Yes. And all he can talk about is that. Nothing else. Also, why do you have to vocalize it? Like, you can't even just keep you know, that as internal he must talk. Have, he must have had a giant... Okay, yes, I get, I get it. You're a breast man. I wonder if one of his biggest stressors coming into mass was like, <laughs> this woman cannot have small breasts. Like, he was sweating, <laughs> sweating at the possibility of being married to someone then with small breasts. Then you shouldn't be on maths. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, that's, that's just his thing. And if he's head over heels about it, Okay, do I care to know? I don't. No. Uh, the first thing that popped in my mind when you said that is, what if on the questionnaire, he just kept mentioning breasts? Like in like the paragraph section or something. Like what's no. the most important? Breasts. <laughs> I feel like you couldn't do that. I, I think the showrunners would be like, this person's a bit too much. The or, perfect or, wild card. Actually, no, I take it back. Nope. I take that back. Yeah, they would want. They would want someone like that on for sure. Yeah, Dom does say at breakfast, if we're together, I'm going to have a good time today. So sweet. That is sweet. Uh, you know, they're, There's good they're vibes being between more, them. more compatible than mm -hmm. I think we expected. Totally. I'm actually surprised. Like, they're totally into each other and they're very touchy and it feels very natural, even though I think he's incredibly immature. She has fun with it, it sounds like. I mean, ugh. There are little things that are starting to pop up, which maybe will become a thing in their relationship. He seems a little picky at times, not able really to go with the flow sometimes. The middle well, seat thing threw me off. The wanting to be in first class kind of threw me off. 
Well, it was weird. They got on this whole trip on one of their dates when they're going to go on a sailboat. Yes. And I'm pretty sure Mac was the one that mentioned like he enjoys race cars or fast cars or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, sounds cool. Sounds adventurous. Sounds like you might drive a car going over 100 miles an hour. That's, but I'm like, but he was all weird about getting on this sailboat. I'm like, you're not going that fast on this sailboat. No. And I think he was maybe more worried because they both thought that he was going to be driving it or sailing it whatever you do on a sailboat they were both they both seem relieved when their tour guide came up also that would kind of be a red flag if the vacation spot was like yeah good luck on this sailboat i'm like i don't even what i don't (laughs) know that's a liability i don't even know how to what i don't know how to sail oh my gosh the foreshadowing the stress about sailing oh oh my gosh Everything just nope, connected. Nope, that'd be spoilers. We can't. We already passed the spoiler thing. Okay, but everyone that listened to that spoiler, you you know Bread where crumbs. I'm going. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs, definitely. Dom does bring up that Mac is less adventurous and more hesitant than she would like him to be. So going along with your car thing and loving to drive fast cars, that is weird that he's very cautious in other areas of life. Yeah, I wonder if Mac... I don't know, because Dom... I don't know. In one way, Dom has sold herself to us as I'm this outdoorsy person and I go fishing. And I'm like, but how often do you do that? Is it enough that it's such a part of your life that I don't even know? Like, I mean, she does have a freezer full of fish that she caught and processed herself. I feel like you're a decent fisherman. No, for sure. I, I get that. But I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't care if I dated someone, like, let's say I knew how to fish really well. Yeah. And the person I dated had no fucking clue what to do. Mm-hmm. I would not pick on them or judge them like, like, you know, oh, Campbell, you don't know how to fish. I'm like, I get it. If anything, I would help you out. Or or is is it because it's it's the woman knows how to fish and the man doesn't? Is, is that the energy we're putting out? Because, like, I, if someone doesn't like the hobby I do, I'm not going to judge them for that. That's a good point. I mean, in the next portion, in the dinner, what does Dom say? Something about, oh, am I going to have to bait your hook? My mind turned that sexual and it didn't have to be. Okay, that was the vibe, though, at the dinner. That, so it, I'm trying that, to re- was, that was the vibe at the dinner. I'm trying to relate it to that, but no, it was totally, I mean, that's what I would have taken it at this dinner. Am I just super dense, but I didn't get the joke of Max saying he made everything? I didn't get that joke either. Okay, maybe I just, it went way over my head. But I, he was like, yeah, I made this table. I made these candles. I made that shrimp. I don't, oh, okay, this is a very weird running joke I'm not getting. I, I have no idea. It's going with those weird immaturity vibes I get from him. You know what it is? This is the time where the Twitter's more popping than the show. When this episode started, a little bit off topic, this was almost on the path to the most boring episode ever. It was awful. I think the first 45 minutes, half of it was fine, but half of it was just nothing. Nothing. Like like I could have just stayed on Twitter and not watched the show. I would have missed nothing. Yeah. Max says that he goofs around a lot, but that's what I need someone like you for, to ground me and to push me out of my comfort zone. I don't know. I never like when people like need someone else to fix some, a flaw they see in themselves. Like, Like help me have fun. (laughs) Help me be a better person. And you're like, but yeah, you got to kind of want that for yourself. Yeah. 
During this dinner, Dom does say, though, she feels like it's a perfect match. They're putting out heavy vibes. It's amazing that we're getting these vibes now. But even in previews, you've already seen it's it's Mac crying in some hallway with a box. You know, like you just got getting fired, fired getting, from her office getting job. Fired, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, this is mass. This is a roller coaster. And it's it's amazing to see that right now it seems to be going so well when in the preview it looks so bad. Then we got a night swimming scene with them. And my ears could not stand it. I was thinking, just fast forward this. I don't know. We'll come back. But this, why would you even use any of these scenes? They were not key scenes. Whoever has like a really nice home theater system watching Mavs. Not good. Must have been hurting. Although, to be honest, if you ever wanted to know what it felt like to chill at night in Jamaica, you kind of got that ambiance. (laughs) It got to a point where I thought, are the folks on the show just not hearing this like how are they how are they having a conversation right now is it not so bad in person and the mics just picked it up horribly or did the i don't know but it was not good and they should not have used any of this footage on the podcast you're our director producer editor and your your big thing is like audio and levels and I just want to sound decent right right We're, we're trying to give someone a decent product here yes but I mean, you're, this is on television. Like, who, who edited this? They're making big money. Who, who checked this? No, this was not. Nothing happened here that we needed in this episode. If it was the spoiler, sure, give me shit audio, but not during water cuddles. It is kind of a bummer to think that another, it's another season where a couple's most likely going to exit fairly early. I don't. I don't like that. Like, I don't want that to be a trend. No, but also I do find it so frustrating when people don't try. So what's worse or what's better? Someone not trying and just being an asshole to each other or what is worse? An Alyssa and Chris type situation where it goes nowhere. We're done. We awkwardly bring people back midway through the season to hang out with the cast. Or do you want a Morgan and Ben situation where she's just mean to him and you don't even live there and you're coming and going and you're just picking at this poor guy? That's true. I would I would prefer the Alyssa and Chris situation. Okay. Just break it off early. <laughs> like, this shit ain't going to work. And the torture. But yeah. It, but it's a bummer. Like, okay, if these experts with the quote fingers really matched, even if we took Alyssa and Chris, I mean, like, you'd have to have known that Alyssa was more about you know, physical feature and she was not going to be into is she a great interviewer and had a lot of talk i don't know because some of the times we saw her on screen it was not good no she she like crumbled in front of the camera like i don't i don't think so i think production saw someone that they thought was cute and they're like yeah we need to get her on the show speaking of Alyssa and chris we're moving on to kirsten and Shaq. read into that however you want i have a thought have okay a thought. give me your thought As you all know, every episode we watch, Ellie and I are heavily on Twitter, interacting with the community, and one of the friends of the pod that I was having a conversation with was at T underscore G underscore I underscore Ferb, but we were talking about Kirsten and sort of her process, and my opinion was, I don't think Kirsten is into this. What I think she's doing is, I'm not into Shaq, but... I also don't want to look like 
the villain on this show. So there's things I have to do to sort of keep the storyline going, if you will. She doesn't want to be the Alyssa of this season, but but she's... I don't because I don't think she's a bad person. No, 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 not at all. And I like I like her as a person. I liked her introduction when she was with her friends, but it's a little painful to see the interactions with Shaq. It's giving a little bit of Jasmina vibes where you weren't necessarily a bad person. You didn't do anything wrong, but the attraction was just never there. How short of a process this is, the longer you don't hit. And even the experts, when they come on and they usually ask folks like, how have you been? Have you had sex? Like, what's the intimacy like? When you're not hitting certain milestones, it really starts to boil the water as far as this this is not going to work or this is not a good situation. Like if you haven't kissed or if you're not, not saying sex or anything, but if you're not sort of creating this bond, it kind of has to, some things kind of have to go fast. And I'm not saying it's got to be sex. It doesn't have to be that, but just other things that make up this relationship and the way they communicate and sort of how it's almost giving me like, she's not fully committed. Yeah. I don't think she's into the process. When I see the interactions, I don't see... I don't know. It's like there's a wall there. Exactly. That, that's perfect. Uh, there, there's a wall. It's acting. You know you should say this. You know what you, how you want to come across, but this isn't how you feel, and that's why it doesn't feel right. So Kirsten and Shaq arrive at the resort. They're checking out the room, and I notice that Shaq is wearing the conference shirt. He is proud. Good for him. I feel you, man. He's a nerd. He's a nerd. I go to IT conference. I'm getting a shirt. I'm getting swag. I'm going to every booth. I feel you. Shaq was sweet. And he said that he had a sense of confidence having her at the conference. And I was hoping that would be the case that she would be able to attend his portion of the conference at least. So I thought that was sweet. Kind of the things that are throwing me off is I see these interactions where I'm like, that's really nice. Or that's a really sweet thing to do. So when Kirsten says cheers to the Dillons. It's a big deal. That's your family. That's mm-hmm. your family name. Yep. It's hard. Well, you're not you're not buying it. I'm not buying it because there's nothing that backs that up. It's just your words. Interesting. Eh, I don't like the vibes of it. Sorry I'm saying that so much tonight. Energy. But, but, but there's also this. Now, I get it. There's some folks want to be chased. Is that is that fair to Shaq to have to do all the chasing? He's like, well. If I'm chasing and you're just not into me, like, why am I chasing? There has to if, be now, some. Eventually, yeah. now I'm just a creeper. <laughs> like, like you <laughs> that's know that, actually true. You, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's yes. Why, you do do not chase too like, long. That's but that's the kind of vibe she's sort of giving. Shag of like in one case, she's like, "Are you like afraid to kiss me?" I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can kiss yeah, you. Yeah, no, exactly. There has been so much pressure on that that I would assume that he can't. I wouldn't, no, because I wouldn't risk the growing of the relationship to get the kiss. So I would absolutely not kiss someone. So we see them going ATV riding. Was worried right off the bat. We had the Nate and Stasha last episode, or excuse me, last season. Didn't go great. This oh, one no. went a little bit better. Oh no, not the ATVs. <laughs> it was his first time riding, but she loves it. Loves to go fast, having fun. She said she always had to look behind her to see if he was going to catch up. And this is going along with like the things that don't make sense. Even the way she says it and her facial expressions. She said, oh, I would always have to look behind me and think, honey, are you coming? 
it, the facial it just isn't, the body language just isn't there for the words that are coming out of her mouth. You know, it's interesting. These individuals, they're, they're just people. Yeah. They're, they're not good actors. I need to hold them to a higher standard because they're on they're, my TV, I guess. I don't know they're why. Not, they're not good actors. So <laughs> if, if you watch this show and you can feel sort of a, um, a lack of honesty or you just don't feel that passion. It's probably because it's not there. These yeah. folks aren't professionals. Yeah. They, they can't pretend well. They get to a viewpoint and Shaq is walking with his arm around Kirsten. Shaq is a put his arm around you kind of fella. He is. Not, why can't they hold hands? That was another thing I thought was weird. <laughs> I w- would naturally more hold a hand. Your boy over. Shag's got to almost strangle Kirsten. To like, oh you know, I'm like, can, you, can y'all just like hold hands? Why? Why do you always got to have your hand like around her head and neck? She did not have her hand on his shelf, right? I don't think so. Oh, that is the best thing about that. And she missed out. Do I need to explain the shelf again, or no, do you think people you don't need to explain the shelf? <laughs> I I think they want to know. No. Okay, let me know if you guys need to know about a shelf, because I'll always tell you. Anyway, she didn't take that great opportunity. Wait, where was her hands? Because they weren't they were awkwardly oh swaying to the sides, Let's, were they? After, I'm, I'm re-watching it right after this episode. I want to know the body language. I want to look at it, too. Okay, because there's a couple things you can do. No, <laughs> she was not dead fishing it next to him. <laughs> but did she have, you know how, like, people, like, put their arm or their hands mm. on the person's arm? Mm. Or, okay. or she was holding his hand while his hand was wrapped around. I don't, I don't think so. I'll rewatch it. She had a great opportunity for shelf here. I don't think that's how it went down, but I will check just because I, I can't recall. So I will check it out. Okay. Cause now I, I can, now that you did the dead fish thing, that's all I can think of. So they're resting and hanging out in a hanging chair, just kind of enjoying the view. And Shaq says he still has butterflies around her from the moment he's seen her. Still has butterflies. You boy is trying. It's it's a good line. He, no, I, no, I he, support no, it. I'm, I'm proud of him for trying, for sure. The response, though. You know what you want to hear when you open up and say, you give me butterflies, you make me feel like the first time I saw you every day. You're growing on me. Yeah. I, I would have been crushed. Let's yeah, <laughs> like, I just, honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm just not buying it. I mean, that was honest. You're growing that, that, on me. That was, that was honest. But, are you really growing on me? Or do you don't I, even think or, that. Or do I have to say the words, <laughs> you're growing on me? Well, I thought that was the most honest she's been. Because I can't just say, eh, I'm just not that into you. But what if it's a tiny bit more than that initial meeting? You know what I would have bought, honestly? What? If Christian just said, that's nice. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's worse, I think. Though it's pretty crummy to be like, meh. She goes a step further, though. She says, at first, I wasn't really attracted to you and your bald head. <laughs> savage. I mean, Such that's all very honest. We all saw it. I, I will give her credit for being honest, and I appreciate that. Okay, but should you be that honest? As far as not liking a feature about your partner? I think it's, I mean, honestly, if it was a feature, you can't change. Yes, he can't change yeah. that. Oh, my God. Going back, Clint's gingery features. I'm sorry. He can't change that. We'll get to it. I'm just dying to talk about it's, them. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, reel, reel it back. Okay, reel it back. We're almost, okay. we're almost there. We're almost there. I'm. You're just saying it. that was fucked up. I think that, so. That's pretty fucked up. Because is it worse to avoid it and try not to say anything at all? I think I mean, is it better? Is it better to avoid that conversation and say nothing at all, or is it better to be truthful and be like, yeah, you're not cute? I feel like we we could just let them know a little bit later, maybe when. We have a little bit more time under their relationship where we can joke around about things like that. Oh, I don't think you can ever say that. I think you should. That's like you bury that with you. (laughs) You don't tell your partner if you want it to last that you did not find them physically attractive. Gotcha. If you said that to me now about when we were back in the day, it would annoy me. What would I have said? I didn't find you attractive. You grew on me. Oh, yeah. I would be annoyed. But see, that's also more of a, that person would have just been going through the motions. Yes. Well, think about all that stuff that adds to those times that are such fond memories. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, oh, he thought I was gross. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All those memories do change. Shaq says that this conversation made him feel awkward, which understandable. Same. She asks, are you ever afraid to kiss me? And then goes on to say, I'm just not into kissing. I'm not a good kisser. I'm more into physical touch. Kind of gives you her 10, gives him 10 reasons why she doesn't want that. It's not a big deal. It's just not her thing. Not into kissing, but I'm into physical touch. Hey, it's a thing. It's preference. It's all preference. But isn't that a part of physical touch? Yeah, please define physical touch for me because I would put kissing in that that subject area of physical touch exactly me too okay again i'm 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 reading you kirsten <laughs> you are setting the stage for okay you can put your hand or you know arm around my shoulder we can walk next to each other but you're not kissing me she likes a strong handhold i don't think we've ever seen someone on this show that says i don't like anything mirla she didn't let, let Gil, Gil did the, get a kiss in did, until like week seven. Did What happened with that? Well, many things happened with that. Long, oh, and she hated a bald head. Yeah. Well, what? Here we go. Yeah, it does seem a lot of similarities History repeating here. itself. Yeah, and maybe not a great end here. So it goes from, are you afraid to kiss me to, I don't like kissing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like kissing. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Noted. Thank you. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> that would be a dope shirt. That should be our first merch. Y'all, ooh, y'all better not steal that idea. Oh, I swear to God. Right now. What's the date? This shit is That's fucking, fucking, fucking timestamped. <laughs> then we see dinner with them. Shaq talks about how they tend to end up talking about him, but he really wants to talk about her and wants her to feel comfortable opening up. She mentions... That she needs him to be emotionally connected. She wants emotional support. Now, if I felt honesty from her, I would say, okay, all of this makes sense as far as she wants that foundation before any physicality. But I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> um, you got the evidence. Uh, you need a connection before a physical touch? Oh, no. Oh, oh that bachelor party didn't oh, lie. That did not lie. There was a lot me. of touching. We, there was so much we touching. Have evidence. Ma'am. That's my favorite thing to retweet. I Ma'am. will put it on the internet anytime I can. Okay. This should be a meme for this season. 
every fucking time Kirsten says she she's not like a touchy person or I don't like kissing, just boom, <laughs> just repeat. You're having the time of your life, man. Repeat on automatic, just repost. I hope people don't think I'm like being. It's just so funny to me. I'm not like trying to dog her, but it's so funny. Shaq says that he wants Kirsten to be more intentional with herself. And then I noted that we're already back to talking about him. Like, he naturally does it. I think Shaq is someone who's really proud of his accomplishments, so... I don't want to hear it all the time. I can see how he would talk about himself a lot. Again, the person you love the most is yourself. But, yeah, I think Kirsten just isn't giving him anything, so he's just, just filling the air. And what do you know more about filling the air than shit you know and yourself? true but in the next scene like in the next breath so i gave him a little grace there and i'm already taking him back because in the very next breath he's talking about himself we're going on about his mentees what it means to him it's a joy to him and i'm like you were just talking about your relationship don't bring up your accomplishments with the mentees you're trying to get somewhere with kirsten that should be your attention and you just said you wanted her to talk about herself and you're going on a tangent about yourself i wonder if he feels like he just has to keep selling himself to Kurt. Like, and look that, how much yeah. of a great guy I am. Look at all the things I do or how many people I help. Maybe if I mention all these things, something's going to catch your eye or, or catch your ear and be like, oh, that's really awesome. That's exactly what he's doing. Because later on when she says, I need you to just talk to me. I don't need you to talk at me. Don't present your thoughts. And that's exactly what he's doing. And she read that fast. And exactly what you said. He says that he wants his answers to be perfect. So he's almost curating it. Mm -hmm. She reassures him that he doesn't need to be perfect. He just needs to relax. And then they toast to trying to not be perfect. Yeah, it's okay to mess up. I think that will lighten the mood for them. I just hope Kirsten gives him just a little bit more. I've been waiting all day. Gina and Clint, I'm here. Let's go. Here we go. I didn't need any of their scenes. 90% of them were useless. We saw them just being annoying and awkward with each other. No connection in any sense for 90% of this episode. Earlier when I mentioned that this almost went down as the most boring show of all time is actually partly why it's not the most boring episode (laughs) of all time. But yeah, the first half they went on, their goal was to go on some hike that eventually probably led to some waterfall and they had some road issues. They had to take a bunch of detours and okay, when I get it, they just met, they don't have a lot of time together. Like Ellie and I, if something like, okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to put us in their, their place. Well, we would probably do like a Sudoku or like some, sh- we would do some there shit. There would be something we happening. Would, we, and it's hard for me to say that because we've been together for so long and these people Even only back know, in the day when we would have weird shit like this happen. We'd be playing fucking cards or some shit. Yeah, I mean, e- something. Like, you trying, trying to play some cards? Like we, something would be happening to make it a fun moment. The way they're interacting, it just seemed, it seems so boring. Like. There was just no connection there. Not even on a friendship level. Like, if you're stuck with your friends, you still find a way to have a little fun. This felt like such a chore, and it was such a chore to watch. It was interesting to see that you could feel how much they didn't have that bond. Yes. They weren't growing like other couples are growing. 
even though Eris is on one, but you know, Eris and Jasmine, you could actually see them. They're 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 connecting. But nothing. Clint and Gina, there's just nothing there. They finally get to their swimming spot. Gina says, maybe you can help me calm down, enjoy things more. Clint goes on a rant about how he likes a mystery, the unknown. He likes to go down the path least traveled. Later in the day, we have them talking in bed after the hike. Gina says that she did too much in previous relationships and that it possibly made other people feel insecure. Then she says that she has an admiration for Clint. Is this just her saying what she thinks she needs to say? Is this another example of that, but in another relationship? I think so as well. Admiration was an interesting word choice. Yes. It's almost like I have a respect for you as a human. Yes, but not as a partner or as a friend. Do you like how fast I'm going through all this? Because I don't want to talk about it. We're at the beach cabana. You're trying to get to the good stuff. (laughs) Nothing happened with them except this last scene i was i was hurting after this i was cringing like i'm uncomfortable watching it so beachside cabana you can't say anything wrong or hurtful in jamaica at a beachside cabana where someone is bringing you drinks you got a pina colada you got one drink that's colorful great great afternoon on the beach so what's the perfect thing to say to someone when you're on the beach at jamaica in a cabana, booze in hand. I'm not feeling overwhelming chemistry for sure. For sure. How do you feel? <laughs> like, what? What am I supposed to say to that? Uh, sure, I, I did, but I guess not anymore. What do you say to that? If someone you just met, yeah, there's just not, there's no chemistry. But it's funny, right? Right before that, Clint was trying even Clint was trying to sell us on it just a little bit by saying like, oh, we we get along great. It's it's going good. And when like, they were lost and stuff. the So, you know, they have like the interviews and they put language over scenes. Mm-hmm. That's what was playing. And the body language was such crap that I was just like, what are you saying? You're like, OK, Clint. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Clint says he feels the same way, but, you know, we'll just see how it happens. We'll just be really natural, you know, trying to keep this decent spin on it. And then it just goes real south. This was the energy I'm getting. This was Ellie and I do this thing when we see a couple like out and about or when we go out to eat. We like try to imagine if it's like their first date and just like, is it going good? Is it going bad? (laughs) But anyway, the way they're interacting is giving first date energy it's going bad but you can't leave the table yes like you waited 30 minutes for this table and you have to you gotta just see it through you're stuck you're stuck the food's taking a long time you don't want to be rude i mean the bill hasn't come you're just you're waiting for this food for like an hour and you're stuck with this person but you you gotta see it through that's what i'm getting for their whole relationship Gina says, for me, physical attraction is unexplainable. I think it can grow over time. Hmm. Curious thing to say. Physical attraction is unexplainable. You mean like I look at someone and I'm attracted to them? Oh, that was just weird. She continues on. So we're not just going to stop there. It's interesting. Uh-huh. I told him I didn't vibe well with redheads or people with gingery features. Not, not that you're unattractive, but, you know, it's what you are. 
<laughs> if you were to switch the words around, but it's also like, you know, I'm not directly saying you're unattractive, but you are. Yeah, I mean, you just are. You can't help it. You're just ugly. And your boy Clint was hurt. He was so hurt. And like, I ride hard for the I, anti-Clint team. I, I'm I, not a fan. And I felt kind of bad like, for him. I think I felt a little bit of his hurt. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went, I went on Twitter and I was like, y'all, that, that really hurt Clint, though. Like, that was serious. Like, I... Okay, I talk about not being able to feel Kirsten. I felt Clint. Clint is someone who, he puts himself up here, like way up here. Oh, He's confident. Yeah. Like that's say, why I, I'm know, not I, a fan. I sail. I take my shirt off. I'm confident. I'm in my my sexual prime. And then <laughs> yeah. Gina says this. He's like, "What?" Drop twenty notches. He just fell. He's like, "I have never." And then Gina's yeah. like, well, bitch, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she got the same vibes I did. Like, I didn't like Clint, but not because of his gingery features. I didn't like him as a person. <laughs> right, right. So Damn, savage mode. It's bad. You can't say that to someone. I was just saying how you can't say that you were, like, not really attracted to them at the beginning. You definitely can't say what she did. I do not blame him for what he said last week. The only thing that's different, Gina roasted the shit out of him in private and he roasts the shit out of her in front of Honestly, everyone else. His, um, his fuse kept getting hotter and hotter and he probably couldn't. Oh, it festered. It, you know, it festered. And as they're in the group setting, everyone's having a great time. They're bullshit and they're drinking <laughs> and all clean. He's just sitting there just thinking about it. He's like, that fucking no, no, bitch. No. Can you fucking believe what I Yeah, but what happened right before that is she brings up physical she, attraction she, in front of she everyone. She brings it up again. So that's on so her. What I'm saying is it's building. It's building. <laughs> Saw's G- opportunity. Gina, <laughs> Gina brings it up again. And Clint's like, I fucking had it. I was holding it in as long as I could. Yep. I see it. So the episode ends there of just like Clint hurt. But like we said, on the next time on, Gina brings up the physical. Mm. I don't blame Clint. Oh. I don't. My hands oh. up in the air. I, oh. I don't mm. blame him. You can't talk shit and think that you're untouchable. Gina is being that person that is so annoying in school that wants to talk mad shit. You're trying to clown everyone. And someone says something mild to you. Not that this was mild, but, right, right. but s- says something and you lose your shit. You, you don't get to do that. That's Honestly, one of the worst type of people in school. From watching the preview at the start of the season and then Clint says something like, you don't have a leg to stand on. It, mm. Now we know it's like, bitch, oh, you, really you, didn't. <laughs> you started this. Yeah, and he ended it. It sucks, right? You feel like shit, right? Okay, so don't do that to other people. You're on your own, girl. I can't have your back right now. Yeah, so in the preview, Clint, he tries to be, even he, though he said it, he almost tried to make it be a little nice as far as, you know, in the past, I've dated um, folks that were more athletic. More thin. More thin. And I was like, ooh. It's kind of like a give and take. So he's saying in front of everyone, which is sure. like, and obviously he's talking about someone. Sure. But at the same time, it is way more general speaking than the language she used of you're ugly because of your features. (laughs) So we probably have one more episode at the honeymoon. I'm so excited. It was a good episode. It was. It was. Oh, no. It was an awful episode. Well, the last 20 minutes was great. Okay, It was a crawl to get to the good stuff. (laughs) It was. 
But hey, once again, Mass Mafia, Twitter, incredible. Always incredible. Even for an episode that wasn't the best, you know, wasn't up there. Uh, still great content, great collaboration, great communication. Thank you all so much. And next episode, as far as the other couples, it looks like everyone's arguing. Everyone's about to hit the first road bump. You know, so it's, it's hot. There's booze, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like what is said. Is it something serious or something you took offense to? Right. I don't know. I'm very curious about the Dom and Mac argument. They're such like they're on the same wavelength right now. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. Thank you all for joining us this week. I hope you have a nice weekend. Take care of yourself. Have some fun and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>